Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're going to be discussing Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade uh, was bombarded with uh, transphobic hate about their child. So to hear more about this story, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned to the next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Where we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no froth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, all our stories are served up raw. You definitely won't find no mayonnaise here. So go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, whichever you prefer, and let me into your cars or your homes or your workplaces for this next episode that is going to be brought entirely to you by the Queen Amadai Shakur. As you know, my name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Well, you know here we discuss anything and everything, ladies and gentlemen, without any flavoring whatsoever. And the story that was uh, uh, put on my table today, ladies and gentlemen, is going to come straight from one of our affiliates, the uh, Queen Amadai Shakur Show. And uh, she's talking about the issues of uh, a transphobic hate that uh, Dwayne Wade and uh, Gabrielle Union has been receiving uh, about their child. So we're going to get right into this right after I do my laundry, because you know how we got to keep it clean here at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G with the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the uh, fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right into uh, this episode. And uh, I have done a previous episode on this already. So if you want to hear my points and views about it, I suggest that you go back and um, listen to that uh, episode. I'm going to try to contain myself from making uh, comments as I'm a traditional man and, and who believes in the traditional values of uh, of uh, the, the way we were born. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything else. So I'm going to uh, air this uh, uh, episode from the Queen and let you hear her commentary and her point of view on uh, this very delicate episode of uh, transphobic hate. You all for tuning black in once again. This is your daily vitamin. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. We know there's an agenda in the works. Absolutely. Gabrielle is the leprechaun queen. Oh, I see she got me. <laughs> I see she got me the ghost. <laughs> you all need to quit. I listen to you every morning while I'm at work, while I'm working. City of Baton Rouge, DPW. Oh, thank you, Monica. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about this week. Because it appears that Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, um, received some transphobic backlash. So let's talk about that. Now, in, in a recent interview, actress and writer 
and entrepreneur Gabrielle Union said that her transgender daughter, Zaya, felt outed by a picture of her 10th birthday party that stirred up a torrent of transphobic and homophobic hate comments online. Now, on the premiere episode of the new Facebook Watch show, Peace of Mind with Taraji, Union spoke to host and best friends, Taraji B. Henson and Tracy J. Jenkins, on her unconditional love for her daughter. Now, she also discussed the challenges of protecting a trans child from the scrutiny of the public eye. Let us stop right there. Let me just stop right there. She spoke about the scrutiny of raising a trans child uh, from the, without the scrutiny of the public eye, the different challenges that she encountered. Let me say this. If you don't want your child to, to um, have to deal with public scrutiny, and if you yourself don't want to have to deal with public scrutiny while raising a trans child to Gabrielle Union, I'm just wondering why you would always put this child out front why you would publicize the fact that this child is transgender. I mean, if you didn't want public scrutiny, maybe you should not have put that all out there because you know that these things cause many people to gossip, give their opinions and all of that. So I'm just saying, why would you be putting the child out there like that? Shouldn't that have been kept private business instead of being strewn all over social media and all over the news and all these interviews and things that she has done? And yet again, she's still talking about it on Facebook News or Facebook Watch whatever you call the show, because I don't deal with Facebook, so I don't know. But at the end of the day, what does his actual mother have to say? That's what I would like to know. But here's my thing. I don't allow people to play with my mental telling me they're, they're one gender when I see exactly what they are. Let me tell you something. Whatever the child is saying that the child is, my question is this. If she's trying to say that she doesn't want to have to deal with public scrutiny, then you should have kept the child out of the public eye. I mean, I think that would have been the best thing to do, right? I don't think that everybody needs, needed to be involved in what this child had going on and what they were, you know, um, engaging in as they raised the child to be this way. I just don't think that should have been broadcast publicly if they didn't want to deal with scrutiny. Because we know that some people have positive things to say and we know that some people have negative things to say no matter what we are doing. People are always going to voice their opinion. And, and on social media especially, people are going to be putting their two cents in. And sometimes their two cents is not what you want to hear. Sometimes it comes in the form of negative things and criticism. So with that being said, I just think they should not have had this so out there in the open. So anyway, it goes on to say, Zaya's peace is non-negotiable. This is what Union said Monday in the interview. Now, when 13-year-old Zaya came out as a transgender in February of this year, both Union and Zaya's father, NBA superstar Dwayne Wade, were quick to advocate for their daughter. In an interview with Good Morning America, Wade told Robin Roberts that Zaya was leading her famous family along this journey, saying it was a process for us to sit down with our daughter and find out what she likes and who she is. Okay, this may all be true. But again, you're doing numerous interviews and you're talking publicly about this. I mean, you can't expect that everyone's going to agree with it. Whether they do or not, it's not the issue. The thing is, if you don't want to listen or hear criticisms, then you should keep certain things to yourself. I just am a firm believer in some things about your personal life should be kept personal. That's why it's called your personal life. Because you clearly don't have to tell it to everyone. You clearly do not have to make it public. 
Okay. I'm in agreement with that. Now, this is probably going to be one of the few times that I do interrupt because uh, she has a, an extremely uh, valid point there, ladies and gentlemen. If your personal life is personal, then why are you streaming it on uh, social media? Why are you out giving interviews in um, lamestream media? That question has to be asked when you're sitting back here saying that this is your personal business on the way you run your child, which I agree with. I absolutely, I absolutely do agree with that assessment. But on the same token, honey, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit down here and publicly announce what's going on in your household for whatever it is. In this case, it happened to be what y'all are talking about with your child. But I'm saying I don't care what it is. What I had for dinner last night ain't your business. You know, now if you ask me, it may be something that I may be willing to talk about. But if I'm not, okay, well then step back and step off. Because it's clearly not your business. What type of uh, 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 tissue I buy and use ain't your business. You know, I'm trying to give you these these uh, um, uh, uh, um, small tidbits as a point of view about you can't have it both ways. You can't have a birthday party and then tell everybody they can't have no birthday cake. When you clearly made a cake for everybody to, uh, in, to, to partake of. You clearly made it for everybody to eat. So if you put this information out there for everybody to eat or for everybody to absorb, then you can't have a problem when they tell you the cake tastes nasty to me. I, you know, I, uh, some people say, I don't like the way the cake looks. And some people may have the exact, exact opposite. They may say, boy, that sure is a beautiful cake. Other people may say, that cake was absolutely delicious. So go, you can miss me with the part about uh, it ain't nobody's business, but yet you putting your business all out there in the public. I'm just saying. That's it. Gabby tried to get attention for herself like she's the mother of the year. Likely. Very likely. Now, but Zaya's journey toward coming out began long before the interview. According to Union, Zaya felt... She first felt fairly uh, unfairly scrutinized when a photo from her 10th birthday party started making the rounds on Twitter in 2017. Now, in the photo, Zaya smiles while posing next to a cake shaped like three film reels stacked one on top of the other. And Yuya says her daughter's gender presentation was dissected by the Internet. She says the guessing as to who Zaya was and why was a hurtful experience for the 10-year-old girl. Unfortunately for the teenager, the scrutiny didn't stop there. Three months before she came out publicly, the Wades posted a post-Thanksgiving family portrait in which Zaya rocked painted nails. And the homophobes began, uh, the homophobes again came out of the woodwork. One commenter on Instagram asked Zaya's uh, parents, why they would be encouraging this at such a young age. Wade responded by telling the critics to mind their own business. 
let me tell you something. He says, mind your own business. Stupidity is a part of this world we live in. So I get it. But there's the thing. But here's the thing. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So we will continue to be us and support each other with pride, love, and a smile. This is what Dwayne Wade said. This is what he said. He said, it's our own business. He said, it's their own business. If it is their own business, I'm concerned about the energy they have around, have him around. Here's the thing. Wish Queen would stop referring to the poor boy in female terms, not his choice. His evil mom is using him as her latest woke prop. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, Melson. I'm going to refer to him the way they do, okay? Because I don't want you to taking down my video and saying that I'm being homophobic or transphobic, okay? So if they call him a girl, then I will too. Whether I like it or I agree with it or not, that's just what it is, all right? They sacrifice his gender for the almighty dollar, just like Magic Johnson. Led them straight to... Thank you, Akonfo. Dwayne had the wrong babysitters. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. But here's the thing, people. As I said, they call Zaya a girl. Okay? Zaya calls herself a girl. So with that all being said, that's what I'm going to refer to Zaya as. I'm I mean, not. you say, no, nah, he's the boy. But at the end of the day, hey, like I said, honey, I may call him something different when I'm not on ScrewTube. But on ScrewTube, I'm going to call it what, call him what they call him. All right? The queen is giving hippie realness tonight. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. You know, I love me some hippie. Okay, well, I guess the other daughter has some competition because she is the real girl and he is what he is uh, the what half of a girl. She Butter says <laughs> Dwayne Wade needs to come out. I'm not going to comment on that, but anyway, let me continue. So since the time that Zaya Wade has, since that time, Zaya Wade has become a styled icon and proud and proud out member of the trans community. But according to Union, her daughter had to come out a few times, which is sadly fairly common for trans kids. Now, Zaya first came out to her, um, to her teacher in third grade before opening up to her parents about her trans identity. And this is according to Wade. Uh, Wade said Zaya knew she was queer from the age of three. In this week's interview with Henson, Union also revealed that Zaya asked for a demisexual flag for her birthday. When her father asked if she was still transgender, it fell to Zaya to educate her parents about the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. So you mean to tell me this little 13-year-old child, uh, who just turned 13, by the way, had to sit down and tell grown adults about gender identity because they didn't know? Oh, okay. Why didn't they do some research then? I'm just saying, how does a child have to sit down and tell you about gender identity? I'm very concerned and curious about that. Me too. He'll be rocking Chanel bags and all types of feminine, whatever. I can't see all of that. We haven't heard anything from the real mom, and we know why. Dwayne Wade and his wife are using this child for Dwayne Wade coming out of the world, coming out to the world about who he really is and wants to be. 
the gender fluidness is a slippery slope, especially for children. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. It is a slippery slope. Now, it's Zaya's parents' turn to educate everyone else. Henson, who started her Facebook Watch show to open up a wider conversation about mental health struggles and post-traumatic stress disorder in the Black community, invited Union on the show to speak about her trauma as the result of a violent sexual assault at gunpoint 28 years ago. When asked by the host what would she like to impart to her daughters, Union simply said, I want them to be at peace. I want them to know, feel, and receive love. With this kind of loving support at home, Union's wish is to bond, is for the bond to come true. Okay, so some of you have your own opinions about this. That's the little boy, right? Says Relina. Listen. According to Gabrielle Union, this is her daughter. According to Shalice Theron, that is her daughter. Okay? I mean, clearly we know what they are, but I'm just telling you what their parents are saying. All right? I have nothing to do with what the parents call them. So don't blame it on the queen, honey. I'm reading this article, and I'm using the same words that Gabrielle used. I'm reciting to you her own words. She said her daughter. All right? So who am I to say anything other than that? Now, that all being said, I'm going to play for you the audio of what a doctor has to say about this, uh, these puberty blockers. Because as I told you all numerous of times, the puberty blockers are said to have dangerous side effects. And I don't think that they should give these puberty blockers to kids who are under the age of 18. I just don't think they should give it to minors. This is my own opinion. And the reason I don't think so is because I feel like sometimes kids are going through phases. Sometimes they think they're one way and then later they think they're another. And some, you know, they just change their mind. Sometimes things are trending or trendy to them and they want to be a part of it. And then later they change their mind. And as I told you before, there was a 12 year old boy whose parents allowed him to take puberty blockers. And then two years later at the age of 14, he decided that he no longer wanted to live as a girl and be transgender. He wanted to in fact live as a boy. But the sad thing is, by then, due to the puberty blockers, he'd already started to grow breasts. So I don't think we should allow children under any circumstances to make life-altering decisions as though they were adults. Children have no business making adult decisions. They have no business making life-altering decisions. This just isn't a good thing to do. Their frontal lobe is not even fully developed. And I think that it, with that all in mind, we should pay attention to the things that you know we give children the uh, ability or the permission to do. Now, be now, before she go on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 100% in agreement with that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, uh, like she said, uh, people, especially children, uh, they go through phases in their life. I mean, and this happens all during their... Um, childhood uh, uh their teenager years or adolescent years and then the uh, young adult years this goes on i mean i remember this uh, girl <clears throat> who uh went to college and uh because of a a boy let's see let me get that correctly because of boys 
she was changing her major every year because she liked one boy and she decided to get in the uh, um, classes that he was taking. And then when she decided she didn't like him or, or, or she seen somebody else that she liked, she changed her major to that one and to that one and then that. And that one finally went on. I mean, and that finally went on till she came into the uh, realization that, you know, she just going to chill and, and concentrate on what she finally decided on what she was going to do before she graduated out of college. So in that type of behavior, ladies and gentlemen, transcends through the course of your childhood. And then the, the major part, I know I said I wasn't going to comment doing this. I was going to let her uh, do the entire show, but I have to give my two cents when it comes to uh, the basic points. I'm not going to talk about the transgender thing uh, personally, but I'm, I will say that uh, decision makings for children should be left into the hands of adults. There's no way my eight-year-old or my nine-year-old is going to be making decisions about something that's that important. Now, yeah, you can let your children make decisions when it comes to um, minor things or things that aren't harmful or things that won't uh, uh, that won't have they won't have to uh, live with for the rest of their lives. You know, you can decide what flavor or what type of cake you want for your birthday, or you can decide whether you want uh, uh, um, chocolate or, or, or white milk with your breakfast. You know, unharmful things is the type of decisions that they should be making. But when you're talking about very important life-changing um, altercations or alterations, or, no, they, they should not be allowed to make them decisions until they are um, providing for themselves. And they have, and I have done uh, my duty as a father or as a parent. And I'm the same thing for mothers or, or, or parents. They, these are decisions that they should be making for themselves. And, you, and this is how you explain it to the child. You don't have to um, um, give the child your, your uh, uh, decision in, in a forceful, ugly manner, like saying no. It's against our religion. I'm not going to do it. You were born this way. No, you don't have to talk to a child like that when when you're trying to support the child because of the way that they're feeling. You know, like this uh, mother did, and uh, I mean, excuse me, like these parents did for her, their daughter who kept changing her major. They said they supported her, but they didn't uh, they didn't uh, talk down on her. They let her know, we know the reason why you're doing it. You're doing this for a boy. And, and you know, and, and, and they went along with it on, on, in that perspective. You know, which I know y'all saying though, that wasn't a, a life-changing um, uh, uh, situation. But still, it was a situation where they, uh, they stood by their child. And uh, and I'm I'm telling parents as well. I mean, stand by your child. 
but do not let your child, especially at that age, make a life um, uh, a decision that could possibly affect them for the rest of their life until they're old enough to be responsible for the choices that they make. Because later on, I guarantee you, if, if that child feels different when uh, um, they get older, they're going to say, why did you let me make a decision like that? Why did you let me do that? This was your fault. I mean, that could possibly happen. It was your responsibility not to let me make uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, this wrong decision or this decision that I got to live with for the rest of my life. You, um, any parent should be thinking about that on that level. And, and is uh, 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 Dwayne Wade or Gabrielle Union thinking that way? Well, in my personal opinion, I don't think so because they're letting the child make these decisions. A decision that um, all of them may regret in the future. That's just, that's just a decision uh, that, uh, no. That's just a decision that should be left up to the parents. And if the parents are, are love their, their child and they're conscientious thinking individuals, they be they should have discussed this among themselves and then uh, came out with the solution that, you know what, this is a decision, son, that you're going to have to make after you um, can be responsible for your well-being, for your uh, uh, supporting yourself and and, and and so on and so forth. But at this point right now, we're not going to let this happen simply because it's a decision that you need to make when you're more responsible for uh, your life. Right now, we're responsible for your life. And since, and since we're responsible, uh, we can't allow you to make a, a life-altering decisions that you may later not want and then can't do anything about it just as she uh um, the queen amadai shakur was telling you about the uh child that changed his mind later on but, but by that time he had already had begun his uh process to where he was growing breasts and, and things of that nature so I know I'm going on, but I had to make this point specific that this is the reason why I believe that they should not be condoning this type of behavior. And the only reason why I'm saying they shouldn't be condoning this type of behavior is because, of, like I said before, these are, 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 are life-changing um, altercations or alterations or that's happening in this person's life. You know, kids change they, uh, their, their, their thinking the, the way that uh, I change my socks twice a day. And they're probably making more decisions than that. One minute they like great bubble gum, then the next minute they like watermelon. And these are, believe it or not, these are the same kind of... Uh, decisions that they're making even though the, the examples that i'm using aren't critical ones. 
but that's what a child do. You, uh, they, they make decisions for themselves that um, could potentially affect them adversely uh, in the future. And they just may say, oh, man, you know what? I I, I went to this this watermelon bubble gum, but now it doesn't taste the same to me. I want to go back to what I know that I enjoy. I'm going to go back to this great bubble gum. Because I, I never had an issue with it before anyway. So now, with that, all of that being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to the queen. I didn't mean to speak this long. But I needed to show the significance behind the reason why I think that you should not be letting your child make life-altering decisions for themselves. Just like she got to be telling you, their frontal lobe isn't even developed uh, yet enough to where they should be making decisions like that. They haven't experienced enough of life to be making uh, decisions like that. You can't let a child make a decision like that where, where they're going to be ostracized, where they're going to be hated. And that's the very thing that y'all going through right now when, when we talk about these uh, 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 transphobic uh, um, uh, hate and uh, criticism that y'all receive. That's just my opinion. That's just simply my opinion. I read this. Hold on. Let me just tell you about this uh, transgender activist, what they had to say about the puberty blockers. I think this is important to note. Okay? And then I'll play what the doctor had to say about it. The audio of the doctor speaking. Lee Harp says, right, Queen. Yes, thank you. The devils loves, loved it to destroy life. Dora says, facts queen, yes. This is clearing the way for people to begin calling themselves black and have it accepted. For, for white people to begin calling themselves black and have it accepted. Some of them already do call themselves black. Um, but yes, this could be the case. Because here's the thing. Remember, I told you a few months ago, there was a, a, a Mayo Clinic member who went to court accused of pedophilia. And he told the judge that he was not a pedophile because, in fact, he identified himself as a eight-year-old girl. This was a grown man, 53 years old, and this is what he had to say, that he identified as an eight-year-old girl. So he said he wasn't a pedophile. Some crazy trans doctors that say it's perfectly fine for men to fight women professionally in MMA. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't I don't agree with that at all, because I saw that woman who got into the fight uh, in, the, in the match or whatever, and her face was clearly disfigured. Her skull was cracked. And now that was just all too much because here's the thing. Though you may take hormones or whatever to change your uh, you know, your gender or whatever, um, to alter your gender, shall I say, you still have, you know, um the gender or you still have the the capability of a man. If you're a male, you still have the same strength as a male, even though you decide to become a woman. So I'm just saying, I don't think that they should be competing against the women in any type of sports, especially physical contact sports. That's just what I don't agree with. Okay, that's just my opinion. Lynn says, OMG, what? I didn't hear about that. Yes, there was a case 
where a woman had to fight a transgender woman in a um one of those professional matches and her skull was cracked was literally cracked and i just don't think that would have happened had she been fighting a biological born woman that's just my opinion now so with this uh with that all being said transgender activists argument for all kids taking puberty blockers until they can confirm their identity now laura mcnara uh, laura mcnamara a well-known transgender activist known by followers as Zinnia Jones, made the argument that all children should be given puberty blockers until they are old enough to confirm their chosen identity. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that sounds crazy. Yes. That sounds crazy. It's all get out. Yes, it do. Now, she's saying that all children should have to take puberty blockers until they can confirm their gender. Here's why that's crazy. Because you take puberty blockers when you want to change your gender. Right. So, giving it to children before they, uh, you know, um, until they make up their mind or whatever, until they can confirm their gender identity, that's all crazy, okay? That's all crazy. Because for one, your gender is confirmed when you're born. Exactly. The doctor confirms it by your chromosomes, exactly. whether you have XX or XY. It's confirmed at birth. Exactly. So, no, they don't need to confirm their gender identity. They may want to change it. But it's already confirmed when you're born. The doctor does something. Okay? By looking at your chromosomes. I'm just saying. When you can so see. that all been said, this is all so crazy and ridiculous to me. Because why should you give children puberty blockers thinking that maybe they'll decide they want to be transgender? Maybe they won't decide they don't want to be they want to be transgender. And what if they don't? What if they don't want to? And what if they want to be gay, but they don't want to be transgender? Because some people are gay, but they're not transgender, right? Some people are just gay and they don't want to, you know, switch their uh, gender. So with that all being said, this is all crazy. And like I told you, there are numerous uh, things, you know, that can go wrong, health, health problems and all of that. The child may change their mind from one day to the next. And so this is just also ridiculous for her to be saying that they all need to be given these puberty blockers. No, they don't. No, they don't. Okay. So now, according to the Washington Examiner, Jones accused, uh, Jones, I'm sorry, Jones argued her case earlier this month in a series of posts on Twitter. She says, if children can't cons consent to puberty blockers, which cause any permanent changes, even with the relevant uh, professional evaluation, how can they consent to the permanent and irreversible changes that come when their own puberty with their own puberty with no professional evaluation whatsoever so she's saying that children should not be allowed to have permanent changes made let me say something these permanent changes first of all they're not really permanent if you can go here's the thing i want you to pay attention to this now she's trying to say that they should be given the puberty blocker so that they don't go through permanent changes my thing is this if the changes were permanent they wouldn't need puberty blockers. You see, they take puberty blockers, people who want to change their sexual identity, their gender, they take puberty blockers so that their voices don't change when they're young men, so that they don't grow breasts or get menstrual cycles when they're young women. That's why they take puberty blockers. So clearly those things can be changed. Now where the problem is, is if they take puberty blockers, to stop those changes from occurring, 
and then later decide that they want to be the sex or gender that they were born in the first place. So that's all just crazy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, hogwash. Puberty blockers are another form of child abuse. I have no problem with it. It's just, I just find it disrespectful that they try to turn other people that straight and fool them and fool up their heads by saying, just give it a try. Not all of them, but majority of them. I find it also, this is my problem. I don't have any problem with people being gay or doing whatever they want to do in life, being transgender, whatever you do. Because clearly what other people do with their life has no impact on mine. Exactly. Clearly what other people, however they live, that doesn't affect me. So I don't really mind whatever people do. If you want to be gay, transgender, I have no problem with that. But the, what I do have a problem with is people forcing it on children, like I believe Charlize Theron did. This is my opinion. Because at the age of three, she says this child told her that he wanted to be a girl. How does he know what he wants to be at three years old? I'm just wondering. She took a three-year-old's word. This is what she did. She didn't think that maybe because he saw her put it on dresses, because she's a woman and maybe because he saw other people dressed in dresses and heels or whatever that maybe that's what gave him the idea or the notion that he wanted to wear dresses he was three years old now my question is when she expects a three-year-old to tell her what type of job by himself and babysit himself would she expect a three-year-old to go in the kitchen and cook his own meal would she expect a three-year-old to decide what everyone should have for dinner no, she wouldn't do any of those things. So please tell me why Charlize Theron thought that it was okay for a three-year-old to tell her that he wanted to be a girl and she, in fact, went ahead and allowed him to be so. I think you should wait until children are old enough to make a very, you know, uh, valid decision until they're old enough to know and understand the consequences of what they are requesting and ask, asking. And I also think that a lot of people that are just, uh, you know, going out here doing this, they're looking at the fact that their child may have put on a dress and heels or something, playing dress up. That doesn't mean they want to be transgender. That's just something that little kids do, especially if they're walking around a house full of women and girls and everybody else is doing makeup and hair and putting on dresses and heels. This will be what they are seeing, so this will be what they try to imitate. That doesn't mean that they want to be a girl, and I think some people are just taking it all too far. That's just my opinion, okay? Because she's male and she said so. Right. No problem, Queen. What about those tangibles that everyone else get but us? Absolutely, Dry Silk. Absolutely. We'll talk about the tangibles later. Now, so they're going to say that this is literally, this is what um, the activist said. Jones said there is literally a position that permanent changes are fine as long as you're not trans. This is what the trans activists continued and said. Now, an inability to offer informed consent or understand the long-term consequences is actually an argument for putting every single cis and trans person on puberty blockers until they acquire that ability. Jones, who is also a YouTuber, explained on her blog called Gender Analysis that she has been transitioning for the past five years which has required her to learn a lot about a variety of transgender-related subjects. Now, Jones commented, Jones's comments were made after the United Kingdom Supreme Court ruled that children under 16 uh, are unlikely unable to provide informed 
informed consent regarding puberty blockers. Yes, they are likely to uh they are unlikely to be able to provide informed consent. For one, their frontal lobes are not fully developed. A 16-year-old may very well change their mind. If they're gonna do it at 16, listen, they may as well just wait two more years until they're 18 and considered adults to make these type of decisions. Now the court also, the court case involved 23-year-old Kiera Bell, a biological female who sued the British National Health Services uh, Gender Identity Development Service for children and adolescents for giving her puberty blockers when she was 16. She sued them. Now pay attention. She sued them for giving her puberty blockers when she was 16. Now, Bell has since regretted her decision to transition, asserting that she was too young at the time to transition. This is all true. This is my point, people. These children should not be allowed to make life-altering uh, decisions that they may live to regret later. You know, these things make you sterile. What if you take them and later you decide you want to have children? What if a young boy takes them and later decides he wants to live as a man and have a wife and children and a family? The same applies for girls. Another thing that I don't like is the fact that they allow 16-year-old girls to go and get breast augmentations or, or breast mastectomies, right? Double breast mastectomies without the consent of their parents, just as long as they've been taking doses of daily doses of testosterone for a year or longer. Then they're allowed to go in there and have their breasts removed. Now, I think that is treading on serious grounds, dangerous grounds. I do not think the 16-year-old should be able to consent to any type of surgery, no matter what it is, without their parents knowing. Because here's the thing. In surgery, anything can go wrong. And I don't just mean with going under the knife to be, you know, have your gender changed or whatever. But I mean any type of surgery. Something could go wrong. It could be something, um, a simple surgery, and something could go wrong, Right? So the parents should absolutely have a say-so in this, and they should absolutely know that this is going to happen. What if one of these girls goes to have this surgery and then dies on the table, and the parents never consented to it? I'm just saying, please make it make sense, because clearly this makes none. But again, people, this is what they do. This is what they do. So she also contended that the clinic's medical staff did not challenge her they didn't challenge her enough before making the transition, according to BBC News. Now, the UK Supreme Court ruled that there will be enormous difficulties in a child under 16 understanding and weighing up this information and deciding whether to consent to the use of puberty blocking medication. The ruling continued, it is highly unlikely that a child age 13 or under would be competent to give consent to the administration of puberty blockers. It is doubtful that a child age 14 or 15 could understand and weigh the long-term risks and consequences of the administration of puberty blockers. This is all true. They don't have the mental capacity to determine that they want to take these, these uh, medications. Exactly. They don't have the mental capacity, people. Exactly. And like I said, oftentimes they change their minds later on down the road. Sometimes children, believe it or not, go through phases. Even adults go through phases. I mean, look at Bruce Jenner. He lived his life as a man for like 65 years, right? And then he decided that he wanted to become transgender. So with that all being said, you can change your mind about the way you want to live at any given moment. 
So at the very least, they should wait until these children are 18 before they allow them to do such things or make such decisions. So that's just all crazy. But now I'm going to play for you the audio of the doctor who spoke on this. Let me read my copyright disclaimer. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. None of this makes sense. They are going, there are going to be a lot of disappointment and despair. I absolutely agree. I wanted to be Wonder Woman when I was young. Tara says she wanted to be Wonder Woman when she was young. Tara, I bet you did, but you changed your mind, right? I'm just saying. This is why they should not allow children to make these decisions. This is absolutely why. Okay? So let's hear what the doctor has to say about this. Doctor speaks on the unknown dangers of puberty blockers. Now listen to this, people. This world is run by demons and devils. The nurse who died in Tennessee was not the ensnared who took the vaccine. It was a man who died. Okay, sweet great mom. Thanks for the heads up. I am Dr. Mary Tamir. I am uh, the resident commander of the Tennessee Women's Hospital. Um, there are two gametes. There are over and there is sperm. There's no third gamete. Hold on, people. There are two gametes. There are ova and there are sperm. There's no third gamete. You are born with an X chromosome and a Y chromosome or with two X chromosomes, and there's no way to change that. I am Dr. Marion Ritigliano. I uh, did a residency in internal medicine, a fellowship in critical care, a practice in emergency medicine for a number of years. I currently work evaluating research on human health effects of toxic chemicals. Medicine is supposed to be based on evidence. Science and medicine, you can't take care of the patient without weighing risk versus benefits. And I think in what's happening with kids, you know, in terms of uh, gender identity, the science is a not there, and what is there is being disregarded. All the long term effects of puberty blockers and transition surgery are well, not really. I mean, the, the, the data is just not there, the research studies just aren't there. A lot happens during puberty the development of your body, the development of your mind. The harms are really in the long term, and we know what some of the harms are. We know what these medications do. You can give Lupron to um, a woman with uh, endometriosis or, um, or PCOS, and we know that there's you know, going to be um, dangers to it because there are limitations on how long you can, you can give those medications. We know that there are going to be harms down the line, but those harms aren't even known. I mean, we know there's going to be problems with bone density because that's what happens even when you take it when you're supposed to. There's not a coherent body of well-researched literature that's been collected over the years, long-term studies, and very few long-term studies. Um, the studies that there are really do not show very promising results, but most doctors aren't, aren't aware of those. Doctors are human beings. You want people to feel better, kind of busy, you don't know all the um, controversies surrounding it. Controversies are suppressed. When a man is born a man, it starts a, what I call a male cascade. It starts a cascade of events that start at the moment of conception that nothing can change. You can change things cosmetically. You can, uh, somebody look different but you can't change what's in every single cell of a man's body or what's in every single cell of a woman's body. We take care of patients, we want them to feel better, but we also want them to be better.
Okay, so that's what she had to say about that, people. That's what she had to say about it. So, somebody said they wanted to be Richie Rich. Are you serious right now? You all need to cut it out. Okay? I need fat finger rehabs, says sweet great mom. I believe happened to them like when females go through the change. They just they just Frankenstein. I get the suit. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, people, I want it to be Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Pimp D Jack, you did not want to be Bugs Bunny. Please cut it out. Looking good, Queen. Thank you. Thank you, Deep Locket. I thought I wanted to be Diana Ross. This sweet <laughs> Hey, I want so to did be Michael Jackson. Jackson. Okay? <laughs> At the end of the day, we are who we are, people. Then he changed his mind and wanted to be uh, uh, who was that uh, Mazungu lady? Uh, Y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> what was her name? Oh, man. And with that all being said, I met a man a few years ago who went through gender transition, and he said he regretted it, doing, regretted doing it and asked me to pray for him. He said it was the worst decision he ever made. You know, sadly, this is true. For some people, this, they feel like they made a mistake. And so that, with that all being said, listen, we should not be allowing children to make these, these uh, types of decisions. And as I told you before, there are numerous risks involved with taking the puberty blockers. They make they can cause heart attacks, uh, diabetes, heart issues, other health concerns. A lot of uh, children and people suffer from what they call body dysmorphia. Okay, some people have negative images of their body, and some people want to change things about their body for this reason. You know, and with that all being said, this. Is something for adults to be considering. This is something that people should be able to determine when they have the right frame of mind to do so. I just don't feel like this is anything that children should be given the task of, you know, um, thinking about, making a decision on, because oftentimes people regret what they have done. Okay? There are so many things that I regret that I did when I was young. Now that I'm older, I regret that I did some of those things. And I wish that I could go back and change them. Now, I dread the thoughts of having done those, uh, you know, done things that would cause me permanent damages today. You understand what I'm saying? I dread the thought of that. I was thinking about the Batmobile yesterday. Did you do the winter, the live on the winter solstice? Yes, open lanes. I absolutely did. I did that at four o'clock. If you missed it, please go back and watch. I guarantee the majority of them regret the decisions. Many people do. Now, some of them are completely happy with their choices, and that's fine. But some of them regret it. And like I said, I don't believe in them giving these things to kids. I also don't believe in them allowing 16-year-old girls to go under the knife to have double breast mastectomy. I just don't think that that's a good idea. The powers that be encourage people to change, but when they want to change back, they are not supported. They are even terrorized. Yes, sometimes they absolutely are. 
Sometimes they absolutely are. That's the sad thing. Completely delusional and happy. This bird Jr. People are happy in their ignorance. Just think of all the dumb tattoos you wanted when you were a kid. What if you were actually allowed to get them? Let me tell you something. I'll tell you what. I think about the, the fact that when I was 15, I wanted a gold tooth. Thank God my mother didn't let me get it. Do you know how crazy I'd be sitting up here looking with a gold tooth? And how ghetto? And how can anybody take me serious? No shade to those of you who have gold teeth, but I'm just saying that's not for the queen. Because clearly, I would be looking a hot ghetto mess right about now, okay? I'm just saying. Once the junk is chopped, it's gone forever. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that all being said, oh my God. <laughs> you just gave me a whole visual. <laughs> I'd be looking like Baps, part two, no less. <laughs> oh, Sandy said not to go to. Yes, honey, I wanted a go to, okay? I wanted a go to. I absolutely did. <laughs> oh, her name is Sylvan Funches. <laughs> to the Queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you should uh, terrorize, terrorize people. If you had a golden tooth clean, you could do the Jason Black LOL. If you had a golden tooth clean, you could do the Jason Black thing. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing some mess like this when I was 12. Right. I got aunts with gold teeth. Honey, let me tell you something. One of my friends in high school, her father had a gold tooth and he was a minister. And I remember seeing that gold tooth in his mouth and I said, uh, Reverend Herndon, you have a gold tooth and you're a preacher? He said, I wasn't a preacher when I was 15. <laughs> I did too, open face though. Yes, Iyama, but yes, I did want an open face, right? <laughs> I did it too. One one point. I did too at one point, Queen. But I think gold rots your teeth. I think it does too. I absolutely think it does too. And not to mention they have to shave your tooth down. So I've been told that they have to shave your tooth down to uh, put it in there. And so if you ever get it removed, likely your tooth is shorter than the other. And so you have to get you know something done to fix that. My son wanted a grill when he was seventeen. No way would I allow that. I'm glad you didn't, Princess D. Okay. I see some women in their late 30s with fronts laughing my butt off. <laughs> All so crazy. Queen, did you deliver the message on your podcast about the winter storm? No, beloved, I didn't. You, you're talking about the dark winter? I didn't. I did not do it on there, but I did a video on it about the dark winter. I did do that, okay? I did that probably a month ago, I think, a month or so ago. I guess the grills. <laughs> so listen, people, with that all being said, I have a gold crown on my black molar. Oh, okay. All right. Gold teeth, gold teeth poison your body. Teeth is unattractive in my opinion. Gold teeth is unattractive in my opinion. Well, Akira, it is in my opinion too now. But when I was 15, clearly I was all there for it. Queen, can you do a show talking about uh, the movie Skin? American Skin? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I can do that. Okay, so with that all being said, hey, Miss Queen with them beautiful cheeks, LOL. Thank you, Del Monte Green Beans. <laughs> Thank you. 
So Akira says, love you, queen. And guess what, Akira? I love you right and black. So that all being said, I'm going to conclude this broadcast, people, because I'm going to rush over to the park so I can see if I can watch Jupiter and Saturn, okay, if I can watch them alive. Okay. Well, we want to thank you so much. <clears throat> we appreciate your commentary and your show. Uh, I got to admit that I love it, ladies and gentlemen, and I watch it uh, on the regular. I want you guys to uh, do the same. Check her out. Uh, you'll do like I do. You'll, you'll, you'll get hooked, and you'll be watching her at uh, every turn. As I always tell you guys at the end of every show, please, guys, continue to do your social distancing. Wear your glasses. Wear your face masks. Wear your shields. Wear your gloves. And wear your shoe covering. This is the minimum that you can wear when you go out of the door, especially the shoe coverings, ladies and gentlemen, so you don't track these uh, viruses uh, in your cars and in your homes and whatnot, as well as the gloves. These are vital out-of-gear uh, protection that you need uh, along with the face mask. You know, the glasses, yeah, I think you could use them too, ladies and gentlemen, you know, because you never know about the specks and the molecules that's floating in the air that could be uh, have this virus in them. I ask y'all to continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. I ask y'all if you're outside for any extended amount of time. When you come home, ladies and gentlemen, take some clothes off. Uh, get a machine washed and, and cleaned. and Get yourself bathed up and showered up and put on some of uh, your relaxing clothes or whatever you're going to do before you decide to uh, relax in your home and keep the spread of this virus down. I ask y'all to continue to take care of your immune system. The number one defense, ladies and gentlemen, against this virus or any other is having a strong and healthy immune system to prevent you from getting this virus or in the event that you test positive that you will be able to fight it off with little to no medication whatsoever. So you have to eat the proper meals. You have to take the proper vitamins. You have to eat the proper uh, vegetables and the fruits and the nuts and the berries and, and the seeds and the garlic and the onions and the lemons and your G-bombs. Oh, don't forget those G-bombs. They are vitally important. All this stuff keeps your immune system healthy and strong, ladies and gentlemen, which is what you need if you're going to successfully survive this uh, pandemic. You know I love you guys, right? Uh, extremely. That uh, Loving you guys is my food. Dropping these gems on you, I love doing that. That's my food. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, Teddy G is hungry each and every single day. Peace.